Welcome back to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast, joined by Mieta. And today, sorry, cut you off. <laughs> today, um, we're looking at the five whys thinking process. We're going to do a bit of a series on thinking processes, and uh, which makes sense given BBIT. But we're looking at uh, basically other thinking processes that we don't have in our course, we don't use, but out there looking at those for anybody who's interested. Welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter Cronin, lead presenter of the Black Belt and Thinking. This is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully. I interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day-to-day basis. If you find value in this podcast, love for you to share it with others. So we'll start with the five wise which is one that i hear a lot and your favorite person uh simon sinek talks about them a lot oh simon yes i didn't realize he talked i don't follow my favorite person so i didn't realize he talks about it yeah yeah he loves talking about five wise um and he talks about it being such a simple simple approach to solve problems so there we go the five wise i also call it I, i just made this up this morning the toddler method oh that makes sense why yeah, it does. yeah but why yeah why? why why yeah yeah that's the same thing literally the same thing all right so what are the five whys well you asked why five times <laughs> that's it you're done <laughs> no okay so you start with you've got a problem you've got something some issue whatever um you ask well wh- why did why does this happen essentially asking the causality you're in our terms i guess you'd say you're working backwards down a causal branch or a causal chain rather than saying well if this and that you're doing the opposite it's uh, i think it's deduction right if you're working backwards it is i actually only so i'm actually going through the black belt and thinking program again our thinking foundations <laughs> program online and i was on one of our mentor sessions and that's actually the first time that I considered it. Jared um, Sexton, who's one of the mentors, actually tried to explain the causality or the sufficiency logic going up. And he said, oh, it's pretty much the five whys if you do it backwards. And I was like, oh, really? Yes, it is. So you're not using the cause if then cause going up. You're saying, well, this is the end. Why? Why did that happen? Yeah. What caused it? Yeah. So that's it. You're, you're working backwards to try and figure out how you got to where you are, the, how you got to the problem you're in, um, working down the steps. It's uh, it's like a, you know, a lot of these commonly used things, uh, it's come out of Toyota originally. Well, you know, one of the individuals at Toyota, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce their name. You can look them up. <laughs> I'm I terrible with that. I did it. So I said it. I called it. There you go. It depends on the language, actually, but I have no skill at pronouncing any sort of Asian language names. Anyway, um, and yeah, it's the idea, particularly in a practical sense, a factory worker or manager or team leader or someone can go, oh, something's gone wrong here. Why did that happen? Why did that happen? Work the way back through a chain of events um, to, to find what should be the root cause. Now, the original approach um, the root cause should be a process error or a lack of a process. That's specifically what they're looking for. So that's, um, that's, that's interesting. Obviously, it's going to be adapted to different approaches. 
Um, but that's what they're trying to get to after after five steps. So if anybody wants to use this, as opposed to it's all John's fault, he's an idiot. Oh, that's one major thing is you shouldn't blame somebody because they're an idiot. Um, but also, I don't know, in our sense, it's a, it's a bit of a lack of that they go to. They're looking for the lack of so that they can fill that hole. So, uh, so lack of. you know, uh, so. I mean, I, I know, don't test me. I'm just for the wider no, 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 no. listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by um, a lack of? Uh, so the, I don't know, the, the, the car failed testing because the brakes weren't installed properly. Why weren't the brakes installed properly? Uh, because it was, um, oh gee, I don't know, uh, you know, junior technicians or something and it wasn't observed. Or why wasn't observed? Oh, because the, the managers were having their brakes in. Or why wasn't there someone covering? Oh, because we don't actually have any brake rosters. So the problem is a lack of brake rosters. So we need yeah. to put brake rosters in. I don't know. Something like that. So um, are you saying that the Y method allows for a lack of? It specifically requires one if you look at the original right. design of it. And it, what's, it requires but what's you to the problem one. with having a, that as the solution or in identifying that as the root cause? Um, it just it limits well, two things. One is the, the five steps um obviously limits you going from from going deeper um it also limits uh creativity and the solution you can't solve it along the way like there might be some sort of external influence like oh well you know the supplier got something to us late all right cool so do we have some process for dealing with the supplier or do we just you know, add a buffer and later on so we're not so contingent on suppliers it doesn't the purpose of it isn't to find a, a, a link in the chain you can resolve I'm sort of getting into some of the drawbacks now, <laughs> but the purpose of it is to find the root cause and, find, and, and which should be a process here and you can add a process in to fix that. Um, right. So the benefits are, I'll cover those first. And yeah, it's a, it's a very simple approach. The whole idea is it's relatively simple. Anyone can do it. The, you just trace back. As you said, a toddler does it naturally without any education about thinking processes or tools. It's just a natural thing that they do to understand something. So, so that's the benefit. It's very simple, obviously, to use. You keep asking why. Yeah. And obviously, then you're relying on someone knowing the why. Like, what's the actual so that's, scrutiny? So, okay, so there's another drawback. There, there, there isn't really. So, you should probably ask people if you don't know you should probably ask somebody else but there's no testing steps of any of the logic right i mean maybe you should go out and again it's like well maybe you should go out and test it but my my main concern with that is if 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 it's not obvious to work backwards to find a cause of something and you need to tr teach this as a tool then it's also not obvious to those people they need to go and test their assumptions so that needs to be included as part of the tool so the, the problem with this is it's, it's shared far and wide. You see lots of posts about it. You get people like Simon Sinek who like a, a, you know, a quick phrase they can, or not phrase, you know, a quick concept they can share that makes, makes them seem very switched on and very smart and very practical. But the problem is with it being so simple, pe people would already be doing it. So, and a lot of people probably already do this. Right. However, if you don't 
already do this because of how simple it is. You're, you're not also going to naturally do these other steps. So it's, it's one of these things, the moment you dig into it, they, you look at feedback and people say, oh, well, obviously if you're using the five things, you need to test the, test the logic. Well, no, not obviously. It's not, it's not anywhere. And if it's not obvious enough to you to step backwards through the wires, it wouldn't be obvious to you to, to test the assumptions either. So I think that's my main drawback when I was reading about it. it. I agree entirely that it's very simple, very practical. I like that. I like that it's a cause and effect chain, essentially. Obviously, we like that. Um, but yeah, I think it falls down on the solutions because it, it's too limiting. It's like, well, if you're going to bother doing this, you should check your assumptions and you should be open to you know, solving the chain at any step that makes sense. Does the five wise actually... What? I, I guess the solution comes at the end of the fifth Y or five is probably just a random number. It could be six steps. So again, that's one of the adaptions is you should just treat it as a random number and, and draw back until you get to a place that makes sense. But the original specifically says that um, by five, you should have found it. Right. But so you're getting down to the root cause of some sort of a symptom. You're experiencing some sort of a problem. Yeah. Yep. What what actually addresses the solution so is it just implied that but when you figure out the last why you, the solution is magically going to appear to you yeah because it's easy to well, say the- we need a process for blah we're missing this and we need it but that doesn't mean you can actually come up with it and implement it and that, that's it so it's again it's, it's a lack of like the goal is to have a lack of a process identified or a process not being executed well or something like that or a flaw in a process um so that you can add it in so to speak you, you know so you can i'm actually add in the process. i mean i don't have an, a concrete example but i can imagine how your last why could be and this makes me think of um kristen cox's book stop decorating the fish mm-hmm I can imagine how someone could say, oh, because we don't have any money is the last why. Right. Oh, oh so yeah. So, oh, because, so. oh, because, because the whole system needs to be restructured. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is an old drawback. I mean, part of it is you don't mean to lay blame um, or use platitudes sort of thing. Like, oh, we need more money or more time or materials or right. whatever. Okay. But again, you're getting into this like, okay, well, how do you solve it if it's not an obvious process? I'm not surprised so, with anything that you're saying in terms of um, it is a very easy to use and and probably on a very simple problem. Yeah, I mean, what you could give somebody, you know, you could you could roll out a training course for this that takes people an hour to do. It's got theory and a couple of examples you can roll it out around a workforce and hopefully then you've got people at least thinking in this kind of that's weird that's gone wrong why did that go wrong or why did the thing for it go wrong and at least doing something like that maybe all they do is then share that with someone more senior who can tackle it more effectively great way to get actual cause and effect wow you know getting more useful information than oh it didn't work or not sharing anything going up up, upstream right so in that sense it's great it's good to get people thinking that way but I, so I think it's, it's a good concept to be aware of, I guess, that people, you know, maybe you should make it aware of around your workforce and also, it, you know, encourages people sharing that information, but I don't really see it as a useful tool for what I mentioned and that, that 
there's a lot of assumptions in how to solve it that, that you know there's a lot of things that just assume people will do something logical with that information but they're also not the people that you know logically came up with the idea of asking why's it's also i don't know we've found i certainly know from experience and trying to get problems and understanding the other people the working backwards doesn't go so well i mean a long time ago that's how crts were formed right was you had all these UDs and you, you work backwards till you got to the root cause until the 3D clouds started being used. And obviously now we use druids. Um, getting into a lot, of jargon, a lot of jargon there. So, all right. You need so, to do BBIT to understand everything you just said. Yeah. We can register at. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, to register at blackdownthinking.com, go do the course. This podcast is brought to you by the BBIT. If you want to improve your own thinking and problem solving skills, Visit blackboutandthinking.com to sign up now. Um, no, but we used, like the, the approach way back when, you know, it first got, that was to have your, your, your problems, your system level problems sort of thing, and to drill backwards, I guess, to do five wise kind of logic. Um, but I guess others have found, we've certainly found, people aren't very good at that. They get stuck. Like, I don't really know why this is happening. Yeah. Whereas if, yeah. Whereas if you can start at like behaviors and things people are doing in the organization, people can far easier write the knock-on effect of each of those behaviors. I do X, Y happens. Y happens, shouldn't have started at Y. I do A, B happens. B happens, C happens, et cetera. Um, People just seem to think far more easily that way and thinking of the knock-on effects than they do trying to think of the causes. And I mean, they might genuinely not know the causes um so obviously you're not gonna say your advice is not was that my my noise or your noise i think it was your noise it was outside my house okay i was like is that your fire alarm should you be running the doors are open behind you it's just a bit of smoke don't panic okay (laughs) um so obviously you're not saying to people um the five wise is useless don't use it you're saying there's a purpose for it it's simple to use that's one of the biggest benefits in fact um so what would you suggest people could do to make it a much more effective sort of okay so 10 times the effective yeah 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 so when, when you write them out you write out your five whys rather than using sentences or people use like flow charty do do them in boxes using boxes and arrows to depict cause and effect so Essentially, you're going to have your your last one. What some of the examples I read online? You know, we um, there's one about um, actually. This is another. I'll use this as an example and I'll explain why I think it's kind of a flawed use of the tool. Uh, it was like we 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 lost the battle. Why did we lose the battle? Oh, we we didn't have enough horses. Why did we not have enough horses? A couple of them didn't have horseshoes. Why didn't they have horseshoes? Because we didn't have enough nails. So you lost an entire war or whatever because you didn't put a few more nails and horseshoes. Um, so that works in the backwards analysis of five whys, but it's also, how is that a useful tool? Like, how can you, how can you plan for, you know, it's the straw that broke the camel's back, but the nature of an issue like that is you don't know which straw breaks the camel's back, right? The camel's got 7 million straws on its back. You don't know which one broke its back. Like it's, it's not useful to find a, anyway, <laughs> to find, to find the random occurrence, you know, it's like, right. oh, well, it rained that day. Oh, and we didn't have enough range. Well, how could you plan for that? Anyway, um, 
the thing is you, you step back like that um put each of those steps like um the, the horse didn't have a horseshoe okay that's one put it in a box below that it didn't have a horseshoe because we ran out of uh we didn't have enough nails for the horseshoes that's another box put it underneath it like a vertical sort of thing uh with an arrow connecting the two um and then you've got your five Y's, so you should have you know five boxes or i guess if it's five Y's, you should have six boxes because you've got the final effect then you've got the you know a y below that a y below that a y below that on each of those consider essentially your logic your assumptions what, what why do you believe you know why is it that um you needed now you know there weren't enough nails for the for the horseshoes was it you know, and list, list all the reasons for that um that that you believe the horseshoe you know was missing because of the lack of nails by doing that you're going to come up with potential solutions along the way as opposed to coming back to oh well the only issue is we didn't we didn't build enough horseshoes you know it might be somewhere along the line there were enough horseshoes at the next at bay two where they were putting shoes on the horses but not at bay one you know the problem with this backwards step thing or you blame the fact that bay two had some and never gave some to you but your supply lines were the problem so the problem is you you can easily go off on a tangent right of blame yeah would you then use multiple causalities oh yeah i mean you could you could basically have a a kind of like a root system as opposed to a tree it's like a problem at the top and it could spread out as to all the potential causes and you could check every one because i can see how it could be very limiting but i guess going either direction of causality you could face the same problem of so what did you say you said we lost the battle and what was your first why um because we didn't have enough horses oh right <laughs> okay and then the reason as to why we didn't have enough courses you don't want to go on a tangent of not having bred enough course horses sort of years ago uh, this is the you issue could. right of the deduction you've got to test every single thing so yeah. um I mean, it's part of the issue with all of these things. If, if you ask the if you ask the infantry squad why you lost, it's because you didn't have a force If you ask the horse squad why you lost, it might be you didn't have enough cannons. If you ask the cannon squad, it might be the infantry cocked up their attack. Someone you know, else. like uh, it's yeah, yeah. I get where yeah, I get that. Yeah, um, that, so and that's the problem with deduction. I mean, if you if we go to the master of deduction. Sherlock Holmes. I don't know if you've read his books, but essentially that's what he does, right? He he rules out. I think he's got a he's got like a catchphrase that like once you rule out the impossible, uh, once you rule out everything that's impossible, what you're what you're left with left with must be the truth, no matter how improbable. Right. So that's why you know he can detect things that other detectives can't. He doesn't rule out the stuff that's absurd if it's technically possible. Yeah. And he works down those sort of chains. So, you know, rule out everything that's literally impossible. But, you know, that's a lot of testing and measuring of all these various chains of events. And it's a fictional book, so it's easy to sort of have him stumble across the right things. Um, a lot harder for somebody um, to use that in the real world. So a lot of rambling. Back to your original question. Draw out the boxes and consider the logic of each cause and effect step. Um, probably share that with other people as well 
see if your logic holds up to them or where they go no it's ridiculous of course it's not caused by the horses that was you know half the cannons didn't fire we need to focus on the cannons what happened there so you're so, basically saying just scrutinize yeah scrutinize it yeah but but put it in a in a way you can scrutinize it effectively so yeah. that's why i say the boxes and the arrows making a list isn't really going to be very useful it's, it's graphical representations of stuff like this is so much easier to think about and and work with and everything whether it's poster notes on a piece of paper boxes on a piece of paper um you know you open excel or powerpoint or whatever and use words and microsoft we use miro the whiteboarding software it doesn't matter yeah. but having each statement in a box and anything that causes it having an arrow into it anything that causes having an arrow out of it just gets all the noise out of it and gets it down to what is the because you end up writing boxes and you go oh this is part of it and you look at it and go actually no it's relevant delete it or scroll post it post. um so thinking about it like that makes it makes it much easier um but yeah i mean the 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 very high level process it's not a not a bad thing i mean as you as you pointed out toddlers learn probably quite a lot that way right yeah well provided the parent or the person they're asking knows how to actually knows the cause why does this happen because yeah, it's so. probably one of those ancestral thinking principles there's this entire movement about how we should be going back sort of back to the way like further away i was going to say not even the times of aristotle like way way further away um to the way of thinking and problem solving and there's all these aboriginal slash um indigenous problem solving methods no, i'm reading a book about that sand talk at the moment yeah yeah so i'd say this would probably fit right in like the most yeah. basic question and and i would say the, the 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 benefits and drawbacks of what i've read so far in the book only about a quarter into it um probably match up the they're quite practical which is good they're not overly academic or anything which is what you'd expect but that's one of the major problems you get when you go to the other spectrum of these kinds of tools. They get so academic and so technical they're not useful anymore either. Um, so they're very practical. Anybody can apply them, all of that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a this or that thing, right? Because they're so practical and simple and things, um, they can easily fall down and you're really not opening yourself up to well, two things. One is they don't hold to what we would call, I guess, I guess you call it Greek or philosophical logic, you know, the kind of logic we use, cause and effect. Um, uh, a lot of the stuff in, in these books, for example, they don't adhere to timelines. They don't, time wasn't a concept, or isn't a concept. Um, so, you know, we think of things as linear, especially when we're talking about logic and cause and effect, whereas these are more of a, a like meandering path, they say. So, our tools for analyzing things logically in the way we talk and communicate and, and and implement things don't necessarily match up with those yeah um however the the thinking is if you look if you look at a lot of it and you go if the average person thought more like that they would probably have less issues in their life <laughs> probably right. make better decisions they'll be able to solve things faster when you're getting into deeper things and, and workplace things probably you're going to start to struggle because you're already dealing with a complex structure a lot of people have put a lot of thought into so advancing on that you need more robust tools um but in everyday thinking if people just thought a little bit more well if they just thought you know in a five wise sense a little bit more about why their car won't start or something 
maybe they'll be able to solve it rather than having to call a tow truck and take it to the mechanic. Yeah. For example. So yeah, I think it's I think it's a very practical tool, very useful, very simple. Don't see why you wouldn't have it fairly widespread, but you're going to struggle to solve any sort of decent problems with it. Yeah. Cool. Agreement. There you go. So I don't know what people want to do with that. <laughs> Take it away. Teach your kids the five whys. They already asked the whys anyway, so you're not really teaching them. Just tell them they should do it more, even though it annoys, annoys the hell out of you. Tell them they need to stop at the fifth why if, they, <laughs> if they're a hundred whys, kid. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's the way. Tell them they've got five. <laughs> Actually, though, seriously, if, you, if your kid's asking all these what, get them to write it down with the little chain I, I mentioned. And, and think about why one thing causes the other. They're going to get, they're going to actually have to think about it and get far probably more understanding of a situation than just being told the answer verbally once and jumping on to the next step and probably forgetting it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. See you next week when we'll do something else. Maybe a fishbone diagram. I saw, I saw a couple of criticisms of this say, this is why this falls down and this is why you should use a fishbone diagram. Oh. So I'm like, oh, maybe maybe we do a fishbone diagram next then if that's what people think the solution is. Let's do it. I haven't done uh, this cool. since high school, I want to say. Yeah, I did fishbone. Ah, anyway, we can talk about it next week. <laughs> See you then. <laughs> All right.